Okay, so let's dive right in. And um, again, with Hashem's help, we're going to try to achieve a very, very deep understanding of the relationship between Moshe and Aaron, whose relationship, I mean, obviously, we, we first learn about Moshe and Aaron in this week's parsha, but that relationship, in a certain way, even though it's the very beginning of our acquaintance with Moshe and with Aaron, it reaches its pinnacle quite quickly. The first time that we see Aaron and Moshe in, 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 in the context of their relationship together, it's, it's with a kiss. And the Pasuk tells us that they saw each other, which is a Pasuk that, that we're going to explore and go on. And and they mamish, they mamish exchange, like we're going to learn, the deepest, deepest togetherness. What was that exchange? What do they each represent? What do they each bring to the table? And how are we to view Moshe and Aaron in their brotherhood together as forming one unit? What is that unit? What is Moshe? What is Aaron? And we're also going to delve into the secret of Moshe Rabbeinu's seeming refusal or inability to accept upon himself the mandate that was given to him by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Moshe by the snet and he tells Moshe Rabbeinu, he tells him, listen, he says, Mamish, I'm sending you to go ahead and to redeem this nation that's broken, that's been enslaved for hundreds of years. Mamish, it's time to bring them out and to take them out. And Moshe Rabbeinu comes up with all sorts of the first time and then he comes back and the second time again and again and again saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm not the man for the job. Why did Moshe feel that he was not, not able to go ahead and to be the medium and the channel to bring Geula revelation and redemption to, uh, to, to, to Am Yisrael enslaved in Mitzrayim and how, in addition to the simple level of a Kodesh Baruch Hu appointing Aaron to be Moshe's spokesman, because Moshe Arbenu's claim was that I'm a kvad peh, I'm not even able to speak. How do you want me to stand in front of a king, in front of the Melech Mitzrayim and to try to appeal on behalf of this brokenhearted and, 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 and enslaved nation if I can't even talk? And so Kodesh Baruch Hu says, okay, Aaron will be your spokesman. But what's the deeper reality? What was it that Moshe had had a problem with and what is it that Aaron is able now to go ahead and to fix and to complete that that Indian okay so let's dive in together the Pasuk tells us that Moshe and Aaron meet each other on the mountain of God where Moshe ultimately goes ahead and reveals to Aaron what their joint mandate is going to be in their partnership to redeem the Jewish nation from exile from slavery from Mitzrayim Kine says the There's a very interesting bird that's referred to in the in the in the, in the Torah actually as one of the tummy birds. The Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that why is it called this name Ra'ah? It's because this bird is able, says the Gemara, to see a, a tremendous, tremendous distance. It could be, the Gemara tells us, it could be in Chutz Aretz, and it can see already piles of garbage that it wants to eat in Eretz Yisrael. Mamash, it has this unbelievable vision. And it's ultimately a Tame bird, says the Mezutra Magid, something that's a Dover Pella. I, I don't claim to understand it. I haven't seen it in scientific research, but this is what he writes, is that this bird, it's able to impregnate the mate just by looking at her. A phenomenal thing. Now, the Mizritra Magid says there's such a Mitzvah, or there was such a Mitzvah, or there will be such a Mitzvah, but Akalpanim, it's recorded in the words of the Tzaddik that there's this kind of bird that's able to have such an impact, a productive impact, just by looking histaklus levav. And he says, from here, we're able to see a proof. Wherever a person's mind is, that's where the person's entire energy, entire focus is. And this is from the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh and his language. It's where a person's mind is. That's where the person is completely. The entire person is in that place. Even though he's an entire being who's thinking all sorts of things. But when he's focusing his or her machshava in one place, that's where the entire person is. Even though where we're standing physically is very distant from that place, but that's the essence of the person is machshava. And so even though a person may be stuck in, you know, in, in, in one's house, but machshava, a person can be traveling all over the world. And that's where the person is in that moment, because all of our experience and our manifestation in this world is consciousness that's wrapped up into our machshava, into our minds. And so where the person's mind is, that's where the essence of the person is in that moment. And how do we know from this that the bird is able to somehow in some way impregnate the mate just by looking? What does that tell us about where a person's mind is? And the answer is, is that where a person looks is a vessel for machshava. 
is a vessel for machshav, and it works both ways. A person looks where he's where his thoughts are, but more importantly, when a person is looking in one place, it's very difficult to be thinking of something else, right? They have to close your eyes in order to really think of something else. But if you're focusing intently with your eyes, that means that your machshava is on that thing that you're fo- uh, that, that you're focusing upon. Hare Kol, right? So, so he says his stakulos re'iyah is the cleave for the machshava. We have many proofs to this. That's where the person is. That's where the entire energy, the entire focus of that person's soul is going to be in that place that we're thinking of. And obviously the impact of this and the import and the implication of this is very deep, right? Because you can have a person who's in the worst, worst place in the world physically, is in a very impure place, a very dirty place. But if his or her machshava is in a holy place, that means that's really where you are. So even though physically you may think that you're in a place where it's impossible to connect to the spirit of Kedusha and to the spirit of Tara and holiness, if you think in Torah, your mamish in the base Madrash. If you think in Tefillah, you could also think Tefillahs. Your mamish, your mamish in the base Knesset. And the flip side, we don't want to say the flip side, but the flip side is also part and parcel of this, that a person could be in the holiest place in the world and externally be involved and engaged in the holiest act in the world. That's really where you are, is where your mind is, right? So you can be sitting in the base medrash in front of a Gemara, but if your mind is in another place, that's where a person, that's where a person is. Right, and so he says there are many proofs to this. Again, I recall chiyusay mitzum sam ba'isay makom adavar levad omemela im chiyusay mitzum sam sham hari kol midaisa vegufay gamkin sham. If the person's mind is there, then the mind is the source for all of that person's emotions, for all of that person's feelings, for all of the other aspects that go into making this person this manifestation of a human being in this world. And so if my mind is in that place, what does that tell you about my emotions? They're also there. And if my emotions are also there, what's the body without the emotions and without the mind, without the lave, without the moach? It's nothing. It's nothing, right? And so therefore, if my mind is in some place and my emotions are there also, my body's there also. Even though physically you may see me sitting over here uh, the truth is my machshava is mamish somewhere completely different, right? And a chizek, for all of those that are in chutzla, or it's yearning, yearning, yearning to be in Eretz Yisrael, mamish, you know, every every day that goes on, I'm sure I see some of the chavra Jesse. It's a gavalt, right? It's such a yearning, such a longing to be back in Eretz Yisrael. But b'machshavta, and I've told you this personally, Jess, right? B'machshavta shal adam. That's where a person's mind is. That's where a person is. The emotions are there. Memela, the guf is also there. And, and your mama is all sitting with me. If your mind is here, focused on this Zoom, on this little lens into on my experience here in this apartment in Yerushalayim. So you're all with me. We did this, right? Okay, so the guf is there also. The Gemara says, in, in terms of that the way that we consider the reach of the shade of a tree, it's all considered Considered basar gufa. Where, where's the trunk? We don't look at. We don't. Ex- the tree doesn't extend to where the shade is because the shade and all of the leaves are drawn after the trunk of the tree. What's the trunk of our experience? Machshava, Mamela, where the machshava is. That's where everything else, all the other branches of our personality, are going to be drawn after where our machshava is, and that's the main thing. And so, therefore, this bird that's able to impregnate its mate just by looking at it, that teaches us that b'machshav shall adam shamu adam because reia his stakla is a kli for machshava. And what does it take to be molded? What does it take to produce another being? A person has to be mitzamtim, every single aspect of the DNA of the body that then goes ahead to, to right, to, to combine, right, with the, with the DNA of the mate and to, comp- and to compose something new. And so here you have this bachina where the bird is able to be so much mitzumtim just by looking at the mate that it's able to have such an explosive, incredible impact to be able to produce something because that's where his whole DNA is in that region in that estaklus, in that gaze, in that thought, and memela that's able to have that incredible reproductive import and impact in, a, in an amazing way. So he says, When Am Yisrael arose in the mind of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that even before we were created, like the Bnei Saskar's Marech and many Tzadikim, even before the world was created, before there was such a thing as people, forget about Am Yisrael, the only reason that Hashem created the world is because he was thinking about you and me. 
Mamish, you and me sitting here now in 2021. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had us in mind and had such pleasure from what's happening here in this Kiddush Hashem of being able to have Jews from all over the world setting aside time to learn the words of the Tzaddikim, to get into the Parsha together, to think about Hashem. Hashem had such nachas ruch from this, such tainug, that that triggered, in a, in a crazy paradoxical way, that triggered the creation of the world. In a crazy way. That tainug, that pleasure that's associated with Keser, which is the Ratzan of Akadish Baruch Hu, is the, is, the, is the tainug of Am Yisrael serving him that was going to happen in a futuristic time. But Hashem looked into the future and Mamela created them now, which of course is a paradox. Because if you didn't create them now, you wouldn't have them in the future giving you pleasure. But this is all the Malam and Azman. We have no Asaga. That's why Keser is Ayin. It's nothingness. It's it's completely concealed and hidden. We have no Asaga on what that means. Right? That Akadish Baruch Hu had that tainug, that pleasure from us, what that means. But Akopanim, we see this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had this pleasure from us. That's a very, very deep thing. He says the person that really understands the implication of this concept, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had pleasure from us, the future version of us, that was going to go ahead and do his will and bring him tainug pleasure, that experience is bound up with the concept of tzimtzum, with the concept of constriction, with the concept of sort of, so to speak, concealing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's godliness to the point that something else could exist in the experience of an other existence that I do not consider myself to be subsumed into godliness. I have an identity. You all have your identities. This is all because there's a symptom, because there's a mighty curtain, a mighty concealment that isn't just a physical concealment blocking God, so to speak, out of the natural world so that we perceive it as just being olam without perceiving a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But it's, but it's a theological barrier in the sense that this enables us to experience our own freedom of choice. To choose to act outside of the Ratzon Hashem. That's what Tzimtzum is. Bechira is Tzimtzum. The soda of Bechira is the soda of Tzimtzum. That's why in the same Svarim that you find, for example, in Rabbi Nachman, that says such Lashonos about it's impossible to understand that Tzimtzum, this is the biggest wonder of all, how Hashem can make it such a thing, conceal himself to the point that we could, that we could be conscious beings that we don't see ourselves as being God. We don't see ourselves as living in reality of Ein Od Malvado. It's a Pele, total Pele. In the same Svarim, but in the same Svarim, you find them use the same Lashonos about Bechira. Because the soda of Bechira, my ability or my perceived or the illusion of my ability to act in a way that goes against the Ratzon Hashem, is itself the sort of symptom that HaKadosh Baruch Hu limited, so to, so to speak, his revelation to give us space to exist in our own independent identity. And that's a pella. We can't understand how that works. If everything is Enon Movado, how does that work that I have Bechira, that I exist in my own independent identity when all I am and all that's speaking from my mouth is a chilek alukami mal, is a spark of God. How does that work? How does Bechira work? It's an unbelievable thing. It's a pella, a total paradox, a wonder. Says the Heilig Amagad of Mizrich, this symptom that HaKadosh Baruch Hu concealed himself to allow for there to be a world, to allow for us to make choices, to allow for us to even choose sometimes to go against Ratzon Hashem for the purpose of schar and Onesh, for the purpose of HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us schar, Bechule, all everything else, dear Betachtonim, all of that good stuff that all of us are familiar with. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in an amazing way, does this Simpson process, says the Magid. You know what that Simpson process is? It's bound up with the tainug that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to get from us in the future after the world would be created that triggered the creative process. Why? Because what did we say before about histaklus? What did we say before about looking at something? That when a person thinks about something, when a person looks at something, but the, the, the looking at the thing is a vessel for the machshava, right? That's invested into that re'iyah. So that's where the person is completely. Kol kulo, absolutely. He says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the beginning of time, before time, before creation, looked into the future at one as aspect and element of creation throughout history from a, from a perspective of Lamalam and Azman, but it was still specific. He didn't look at all of humankind and have such a pleasure from all of the inventions of all the nations of the world that he created the world. No, 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 no. He was mitzamsim. He looked only at Am Yisrael. 
And if where the thought of a person is, that's where the person is. And if in the looking of a person, that's where the thought of the person is, which Memela means that that's where the person is, must mean that in the same moment that a Kaddish Baruch who looks at us and has such a tremendous outpouring of love for us and such pride in us, in this futuristic sort of experience of giving him pleasure, even though we're going to learn in a minute, that seems to be a chesed experience, right? That seems to be a tremendous outpouring of love. He loved us so much, he had to create us, right? But there's also din there. There's also din, because tzimtzum is din. Because limiting oneself to one specific person or to one specific place is absolutely din. That's not chesed. Chesed is hispashtus. Chesed is a mabel, a flood. Chesed is complete, complete, complete uh, uh, negation of anything else and just a, you know, a, a, a takeover, endless, endless hashpa, shefa. But simsum is din. But tainug is chesed. How do we reconcile these two things? It's a very deep concept, right? Because we're learning now that what was the tainug of Hashem that brought about and arose and awoken within him, such a pleasure and such a love for us that in and of itself was an, was an expression of din because that enabled, so to speak, for the world to be created in a matziv where there was going to be particularities, where there was going to be, we're coming up to Adar, where there was going to be a bechina of a goyrul, where we can choose one over another. And that's in a plate, that's in a realm of din. This that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses to look at Am Yisrael and not to look at any anything else in creation and create the world itself enabled for the world to exist. Because in that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking, so to speak, at one place, which means his machshara is in one place, which means that he, so to speak, becomes rendered into the realm of multiplicity, that there could be one place and not another place. And that aspect of godliness and that manifestation is the tzimtzum that enables the world to become created. It's the deepest thing. I, I'm not sure if I'm expressing it so, so clearly. It's Mamash a very, very deep thing because it turns out that what, what, how did we always learn this, right? We always learn this on a simple level. HaGadosh Baruch who had pleasure from us in the future and because of that, he created the world. But it's far deeper than that. It's in this very act of HaGadosh Baruch who looking into the future to focus on Am Yisrael, that itself, was the premise for the creation of the world. Not that he loved us so much, so therefore separately, point B, he created the world. That itself was the creation of the world. And the paradox there is that there's both a bechina of chesed, unbelievable chesed, love for Am Yisrael, desire to be mashpia, but at the same point, it's din. At the same point, it's tzimtzum. That's a remarkable thing. Can I get some head nods if I'm bechlal, like coming across somewhat clear? Yeah? Should we should we say it one more time? or? Yeah, we're good to go. Okay, so there's a lot to accomplish here. There's a lot to cover, but it's it's deep. It's it's really deep. I might I, I really haven't processed this yet. I was thinking about it the whole day. Uh, slowly but surely, I'm getting it a little bit more. But there's there's a lot of depth here. It's very important. Okay, so let's go a little bit further. Okay. Because the master of the world at this time, which is before creation, so what does that mean at this time? But a Kodesh Baruch Hu, so to speak, in that moment, which is beyond all or beyond the concept of moments, HaKadosh Baruch Hu focuses in on Am Yisrael, that in this futuristic state, in a place of Lamalam and Azman, that he's able to look into the future, Am Yisrael exists in a place of limit and, 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 and a realm of din, where the whole creation in within which Am Yisrael exists, again, in that futuristic sense, was all created with the shame Elohim. That the whole entire creation is founded on the concept of limit, and din and all of nature's shame Elohim, ha Elohim is gematria, our Elohim is gematria, ha teva, because that's what nature is. The sun rises not whenever it wants, but at a specific time, and the moon comes out at a specific time. And there's the whole Indian is the Bechina of din. So when Hashem looked at Am Yisrael, having, having been in that futuristic sense already in a world that was Mugbal, it was that Histaklus that created the world. Right? We already said, right? Wherever a person's thought is, that's where the person is. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought of us before the world was created, how we would exist in a, in a, in a state of limit, that means that his machshava at that time, which is so the whole thing is very difficult to talk about, was mitzuntzam and mugbal with us. And therefore that was the tzimtzum that created the world. 
paradox, a paradoxical thing. It's very difficult to grasp. Same thing here. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought of us in the future, that again was chesed, unbelievable chesed, that he loved us so much and he cared for us so much and his ultimate concern reached each and every Jew from the beginning of time to the end of time and he's embracing us all the time. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I just have to create the world. But within that very look, Within that very gaze of love was an unbelievable aspect of din, an unbelievable aspect of limit, which enabled for the world of limit to be able to come into being in the manifest experience and, and, and existence of, 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 of being, of life, of creation. And that's how Am Yisrael were created. A crazy thing. Without this constriction, without din, then we could never have the experience of living in a world that's other than God. Because it would just be our Kaddish Baruch. There was no tzimtzum. There was no concealment. So how there could ever be Bechira? Because every choice that a person makes is, 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 is our Kaddish Baruch Hu acting through us. There's no experience of autonomy, which is the premise for the Torah, which is the premise for creation, which is the whole purpose of this, is that we should choose to create this, to recreate this world in a way where it's clear that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is present, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created this world, right? That's the whole premise of, 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 of the Torah. Is, is to turn this world into a mishkan for him is to transform our lives into a vessel for his presence. If without without Sinsum, there would be no me to go ahead and choose to do that transformation. All there would be was him. And so there would be no purpose for creation. Right? And Amisrol would never have come into existence. Therefore, in this moment of this gaze of love into the future, that was not yet created, but somehow already existed. That's what created that creation that was already created, but hadn't yet existed. Which, of course, we're talking in a place of Lamalam and Azman. So it's very difficult to comprehend. But the bottom line that comes out of this is that we see over here that in that realm, in that realm, in the realm of what we're going to call Achtos, above this world of multiplicity and disparity and separateness, Din and Chesed are Boim Ka'achas. They come as one. They are not stira to each other. It's trained rain the and the very act of chesed is itself the act of din that enables that act of chesed to come to realization and manifestation. Once Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes the tzimtzum, that he manifests his godliness to express the capacity for lack within the infinite being, Mamela, then the world is able to exist. And then there's able to be Bechira. And then we're able to make choices. And then we're able to, to, to be Mekayim the Torah. And we're able to be Surah Meira, the Asetov. And we could choose to stay away from certain things and to connect ourselves to certain things, etc., etc., etc. Very deep. Very, very deep. So here he asks the question. It would appear that this look, that this gaze, that a Kaddish Baruch looked into the future to see Am Yisrael serving him, and at such a tainug, such an arousal of love that he wanted to create the world, that would appear to be a tremendous midas ha'ava. And it was because of his love that Baruch was that he created the world. Now how do we understand that? That simsum is din that enables the world to come into being. So how does that work? That the very thing that is expressive of the greatest midah of Ava is itself manifesting in a midah of din. Hine be'emes, he says, this is the truth. This is the true parish of the Pasuk that says, Ava de'chekes habasar. Love pushes away flesh. A lot of different meanings of this. Ava de'chekes habasar. What does this mean? He says, shemachmas ava ledavar. You know what it means? Ava de'chekes habasar. It means that when a person loves someone so much or a person loves something so much or a place so much, the love that you have is possibly the strongest feeling of all of the feelings that you'll ever have, 
but certainly the strongest feeling of love that you have for anything else. All of us like certain people, all of us like certain things, but hopefully we all have one person, right, in our lives or certain people in our lives that it's it's right? We just we we adore this person, we adore this place. Some people have a favorite place. It's a beautiful thing, right? Where we feel a shorish. I love being in that place. I remember we lived in Chicago, you know, to sit by the water over there, you know, by the lake. That, that's my place. You know, every person has a favorite place where they like to sit or a favorite person. That experience of love is unbelievably powerful. It's unbelievably wrapped up into this aspect of his spashtos, of unbelievable power and strength and, and a flow of this emotion. But at the same time, there's never been a bigger tzimtzum. Uh, there's never been a bigger limit than two friends sitting next to each other, focused intently on the conversation to the point that even if 10 people are calling my name, I'm so focused on this conversation that I can't even, can't even break away. That the world is dead to me in this moment. They have songs like this, right? It's dead in the moment that, you know, a couple is sitting together, you know, dating. It's, it's, they don't remember what happened, what's going on in the hotel when they're sitting in this lounge. They're focused on each other, mamish. It's the biggest symptom. It's the biggest ava, but it's the biggest symptom. And that's what it means, when there's love, when there's love in such a way, all of the basar, all of the other flesh, all of the other aspects of the world of multiplicity is pushed away. That it's machmas It's just me, it's just her, or it's just this friend, or it's just this place. In this moment, it's a big, big, big tzimtzum. This is what the Helig of Hashem Tavakadosh Yisrael said on the Pasuk in, where is this Pasuk? It's in Nach, I'm forgetting right now. I'm forgetting, maybe Zechariah. I don't know, but the, 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 the Pasuk says, It makes a reference to the Kohanim that are from Shevet Levi. Interesting Lashen. Usually the Kohanim are Luchud, even though the Kohanim come from Shevet Levi, but the Kohanim are Kohanim and the Levim are Levim. Over here we have a Pasuk, HaKohanim HaLevim. Well, what's this What's this sort of uh, connection between the Kohanim and the Levim? says the Helik Baal Shem Tov, Shekol Shefa Haba Kibbebez Bechinas. Dahainu Ava V'tzimtzum. Any Shefa, any experience of life, a real, real life, not something unhealthy, but something so beautiful, something that you have a heritage in your heart that it was worth the whole creation of the world for this moment, that it's just mushlam. It's the way it's supposed to be. I don't feel like I'm in exile. What does exile mean? Exile means that all the all of the pieces of the chessboard are there, but it's it's not set up properly. Exile is everything is in the wrong place, right? That's Toyo Babayu, is Gullus. I'm, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm out of my place, but we have moments of redemption. We have moments when we can perceive this moment to be an infinite moment. Something's happening here that's just so, it's so right. You know, it just feels right. Anytime we have such a moment, it's going to be in two aspects, Ava and Simpson. These two things always, always, always have to go together. Both aspects have to be present in order to create the Bechina of Tiferes, right? Which is Ava and Chesed brought together. This aspect of splendor, of balance, of Shlemus. There's got to be Ava and there's got to be Tzimtzum. Chesed and Gevura. Says the Helig of Hashem, that's Pshat on the Pasuk. Koyhanim Halavim. Koyhanim are an aspect of Chesed. The Koyhanim are unbelievable, bringing us up to the, uh, to, the, to the master of the world with such Mechila, Slicha, Kapara. The Koyin Gada goes into the Kodesh HaGadashim and he achieves Mechila for all of Am Yisrael. Kapara, the Koyin is unbelievable Chesed. Levim is din. Zimra is din. Zimra is an unbelievable constriction. You can't have a person create the most unbelievably wondrous melody because he loves music so much by sitting there and pressing down all the keys on the keyboard at once. Even though that might be indicative of the love that he feels for music, he wants to hear all the notes, he wants to hear all the octaves, he wants to hear all the instruments, just all systems go. It's very nice, but it's but ultimately we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to hear the love that you have for music unless it's tempered right with the bechina of din, and that's what music is. Music is the bechina of levim who were who were who were in charge of the shira, and that was their place in the base hamikdash. In addition to guarding the gates and other tasks that the levim had, but this aspect of the shira in the base hamikdash is a bechina of din because shira means zimra means that I'm choosing this and not that. 
that in this moment, under the framework of time, I'm choosing to play these notes and not all the other notes in order for the melody to be able to brought into being. So Levim and Zimra is the Bechina of Gvura. The Kehanim is the Bechina of Chesed. Says the Baal Shem HaKadosh, Va'akoyhanim ha'levim. These two things have to go together. The Koyhanim have to also be Levim. And Levim also have to be Koyhanim. And there has to be always the Bechina of Gvura and Chesed together, which is why, one of the reasons why Rabbi Nachman made such a big deal about clapping our hands, clapping our hands in tefillah. Right? If you see breast lovers, there's a lot of deep, deep, deep sode tires, you know, side this And if you look in the Kutimran and the, and the Mems, very, very unbelievably deep with gematrias and explanations and biurim and, and, and you know what, what clapping accomplishes in tefillah. But on a very, very simple level, the right hand is chesed, the left hand is gevura. And in davening, when I'm trying to have a real experience, when I'm trying to have that experience of intimacy, that experience of hisparos, of, 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 of an experience of beauty and glory and grandeur, I have to bring these two things together. I mamish have to be mechavin to bring the chesed with the gevur, the gevur with the chesed. Va'koyhanim halavim, the avod in the beis hamikdash, I could come and there could be gevald only koyhanim. The whole entire beis hamikdash is only koyhanim, but the, but the but the but the but the avoda is lacking. The avoda is lacking, and if we only had levim, it would be it would be there's no mechila, there's no there's no slicha, there's no kapara. The koyhanim are the ones that are bringing us back, but it's got to be that we're bringing the karbanas that are bringing me back to our kaddish baruch and achieving for me mechila. It has to be accompanied by by zemiris, and it has to be accompanied by din, because any hashpa that comes down to the world has to be of our koyhanim halavim ava v'tzimtzum. Go back inside. Shemachmasam, Ava, right? Or rather, Ava, Shemachmasam, Ashpila, Elamatachtin. The Ava is a downward focus, always. Ava is downward. Chesed is downward. That's why Mayim is associated with Chesed, because Mayim is, or, is always Yerid Lamakim Namuch. Water's nature is always to flow to the lowest place. Esh is Gevura, because Esh is, is up. What does it mean up and what does it mean down? Down is hashpa. That's why a beard, for example, is big rachamim, big rachmanis, right? The Kabbalah were very makbed, at least to have something a little bit, but at least to have, right, for, for men to grow to grow their beard, because the beard is 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 hinting and is manifesting downward hashpa, flowing down onto the midos of the person. Aish, on the other hand, right, or an upward motion is the Bechina of Din, which is why all, all, also, right, Hasidim or Makbid to make the hair in the front very short, right, because the hair on the top of the head is Din. The beard is Gevura. The beard, rather, is Chesed, because Chesed is downward and Gevura is upward. That's why Aish is Gevura pushing up, Aish is always going up, and Mayim is Chesed always flowing down. Okay. So he says that chesed is mashpiyah and We need the chesed to be able to flow down from the higher world to the lower world. We need the bechina of tzimtzum to take that shefa and to enable it to settle within our world, to enable the, the vessels to be prepared so that when, when, I, when I go ahead and I take this... Um, this drink that I have on the table that I need a drink, I have a cup to pour it into. If I only had the drink and I had no cup, it would be, I can't drink. If I only had a cup and I didn't have water, I also have nothing to drink. You understand? Everything, hashpa needs to be these two things together. And that's how it was, but Simsum Harisham, which we're referring to, the initial original Simsum of Bechinas Ava, Obechinas Simsum Akol Bapam Echad Blipirid Klal. These two things were together without any separation. Unlike in our experience, where the muscle that I just gave, where I want a drink of water, the water is alone. And the cup is alone. These are two separate entities. I even bought them at two different stores. They, they, they don't intrinsically come at the same time. But then I put them together, and then they're able to function together as one. Masha'in came, the tzimtzum harishan that we're speaking about, was the very act. It was that, it was that the, 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 the water was a cup itself. And the cup was itself the water. You understand? It was the Ava and the Yira were going together as one. This Bechina of Chesed and Gvura was the Histaklos, was unbelievable, was unbelievable Chesed because of the Tainuk that HaKadosh Baruch was having. But at the same time, it itself was the Tzimtzum. There was no separation between these two things whatsoever. And that's a big Chiddush. That's not what we experience in this world. Yes, in this world, we also always need to have a mix between Chesed and Gvura, absolutely. But in the upper worlds, it's the Chesed-Gvura mix, but they come not just together. They are one. It's not the two things pressed together. They are aligned. It's the very act of Ava that is an act of Din. And it's a very act of Din that's an act of Chesed.
together. And we're going to learn a lot about that now. Okay, so let's try to finish up or let's try to bring it home. And again, there's a lot of depth here. We could go into this for a long time. It's food for thought. We have to chew over these concepts. This is not like a nice idea you hear and it's cute and it's a good right you'll say over your Shabbos table. Please don't say this over it. You'll, uh, you know, it'll take far too long. But 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 this Nakuda of being able to really think and allow this idea to percolate, percolate, to really think about it because it's very, very deep. Sha'ava, that it was the love that Hashem loved us that was the din that enabled the world to come into being so that he could love us. It's an unbelievable thing. It's like we said, this is how the worlds were created. Without this going on, HaGadosh Baruch would never have been able to create the world in the first place. But on the other hand, if it was all din and it was no elikus, then also it would be it's got to be these two things all the time. By the way, this connectivity between Ava and Chesed that enables something to be produced, we find all over the place. Mamish all over the place. Neshama and Guf is also Chesed and Gevuras, Eish and Mayan. The Barad, that's what Barad is. That's why we say Umafli Lassais. When a person right wants to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the bodily functions, we say Umafli Lassais. What's the Pella? The Pella is, is that you can have fire and water working in tandem, the Guf and the Neshama. And just like if we only had Kaihan, but we didn't have Levim, so then the Avedin, the Mesamikdash would be completely and entirely bottle. That's how it is with the body and the soul. If we only had a body, which is all the Bechina of Gvura, without any Chiyas, without any Ava that's bringing the, the body to life, would be nothing. But on the other hand, the opposite is also true. If we only had Kaihanim, if we only had the Neshama, we didn't have the Guf, it couldn't work. But in this world, these two things are separate and they come together to work in tandem. But in our Kaddish Baruch Hu's realm, so to speak, in that place of the spiritual realm, everything is one. They come together as one. <laughs> When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mitzamsim himself to manifest his capacity for lack within his infinity, within his endless godliness, then the world is able to, to, be, to be created. Okay, so here, Mamas, we're getting into it. And here we're bringing, you know, we're bringing it back into Parsha Shemais and the relationship between Moshe and Aaron and And I want to thank each and every one of you, Mamish, for taking the time to learn with me. I really... And I say it all the time, but I really mean it. I, I'm really, really grateful for this experience. And it means so much to me that you're willing to take the time. And I, I, you know, like I said in the beginning, I really didn't have so much clarity coming in to this piece. And my, my only ability to understand it is because we're all in this together and because we're all working on it. And we have the Siyat Adishmaya, each and every one of you. So it really means a great deal to me. And I, I really appreciate it. Okay, so let's jump into it. In Mitzrayim, the same Giloy of Keser Elyon, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzin to create the world, was reactivated. And that's why the name with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself to Am Yisrael is the name Ekya Asher Ekya. We don't have time to get into it now. We'll discuss, but Yisrael Hashem will have many, many years to learn together with Siyat Rishmaya. But Ekya is the name associated with the sphere of Keser. Each sphera, each godly midah, so to speak, each trait through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals his, 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 his absolute oneness is associated with one of the shamas. We've discussed this in the past. The, 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 the sphere of chesed is associated with the shame kel. The sphere of gevura is associated with the shame alekim. Tiferes is yudke bavke. And Natsach and Hoyed is tzvakos and Hashem tzvakos. And Yusayid is shakai and Malchus is adni bechule. But the sphere of keser is the name Ekya. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe asks, what should I tell the people who sent me? Ekya shlachani. It's Ekya that sent you. What does it mean? Why did, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say Kel Shaka Shlachani, right? He used that name because that name is a specific midah. That midah is the midah of Keser. Keser is the midah that we're referring to when we say that a Kodesh Baruch Hu looked into the future to create the world, to receive the impetus, to receive the Yisrusadal Asata, the awakening from below to create the world. That was activated by Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Why? Why couldn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu have brought Am Yisrael out of Mitzrayim with a different midah? Not with this midah futuristic looking. Why? 
And the answer is, is that why did a Kaddish Baruch Hu need to look into the future to create the world in the beginning? And the answer was, is because there was nothing to give him that Asata in the present moment, right? In that pre-creation stage, because there was nothing to trigger that godliness to go ahead and create. He had to look into the future. Guess what? It's the same exact thing by Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Because about Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, Chazal tell us, Amisrael had no zechusim. They were on the same level as the Mitzrayim. The Malachim couldn't understand. Why are you saving this one and not saving that one? HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed to look into the future to find the zechus to save Am Yisrael in the moment, much in the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in the beginning before there was Am Yisrael, only through looking into the future and finding the future zechusim that would enable him then paradoxically to create the world in the first place. So Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is also with the Bechina of Ekya, just like the creation of the world. By the way, parenthetically, the Bnei Saskar says, this is Pshat that we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, What's the simple understanding of this Pasuk? We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please return me and my spiritual state to the place Kikadem, before I did the Avera. Return me, that's on a simple level, Kikadem, like, like the days of old, right? We're going to learn the Israel Hashem when the book comes out. So it should be very soon. The Israel Hashem very soon. Please all daven. We need extra tefillahs that it should really push through the satans putting up barriers that you push through. But the Hashem, we're going to learn together about this Nikuda, about this Nikuda that we're talking about now, about Ratzon, and about connecting to that spirit of youth. That's what the lost princess is. The lost princess is the princess of youth and vitality and innocence and simplicity and emunapshuta and, and feeling and wonder and belief and, and, and all of those youthful traits that we lose along the way, but derech siparti maisa, that we lose along the way. That's on a simple level. Says the no, 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 it's much deeper. What we're saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in the moment I have no schusim, I don't deserve that I should be brought back to you. I'm empty, I'm finished. But bring me back to you. You know why? Like the creation of the world, which there was no zechus there, but you looked into the future. And based on the future zechus, you created the world. Look into my future. Believe in me enough that I have the ability to change. Find the zechus from the future me and enable myself to become recreated. That's The same Bechina, coming back to the Magad Mizrich, the same Bechina that was by the creation of the world existed at the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Ek Yasher Ek to look into the future. What's the, what did the Pasuk say? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised Yaakov Avinu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I am going to go down with you to Mitzrayim, and I, Anoichi Al-Chagam Allah, say this for him, what's Anoichi? What's Anoichi? I am going down to Mitzrayim. I am going to bring you up. Say this farm. It's the Anoichi of Anoichi Hashem Alikecha. Of the of the of the Adibris, that you know what's going to take you out of Mitzrayim, it's the futuristic belief that Am Yisrael is going to stand by our Sinai and have that intimate connection with the with the creator of the world that's enabling our Kaddish Baruch Hu to you know to to prospectively before that happens bring them out of Mitzrayim. So we see the same Bechina that there was in the creation of the world, there is in the Bechina Mitzrayim. Right, where are we holding now? Vihine, um, how did I get into Mitzrayim? Hold on, what's, what's going on here? Like the beginning of the world. It had to be HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, Keser, Ayin, uh, Godliness, right? It had to be HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself going ahead and going through that internal process, so to speak, to look into the future and find the Shusim to create the world. On another level, on a more basic level, Am Yisrael is Mamish in the Mem Tashari Mamish in the lowest pit, on the lowest, lowest, darkest spiritual level. So what kind of light do you need to shine into the lowest pit? You need a little, uh, you know, your, your phone's flashlight is not going to work. You need you need Mamish a floodlight, right? You need a tremendously powerful light that's able to reach all the way down into the depth of the darkness. Mamela, if Amisrael are on the lowest level, the light that they need needs to be the light of Keser. needs to be the highest Madrego, which is, by the way, why HaKadosh Baruch Hu waited until the end of time to reveal the light of Hasidus, which is preparing us for the tire of Mashiach, because we're in the lowest 
lowest place and we need the highest Torahs. We need access to the deepest, deepest secrets of Torah in order to bring us to life. That's Mamish It. Because we're in the place of the of the bar. We're in the place of Memtes, of Nun, of Nun Aleph, of Nun Tes, of very, very, very distant and, 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 and dark and dismal levels of spirituality. And so we need that light of Hasidus. We need that light of Panimis HaTorah. We need that light of the neshama of Yiddishkeit to be able to shine all the way down into this place where we are. So that's also another reason why it had to be this Bechin of Hashem himself. They were surrounded by all sorts of negative forces. Any malach couldn't have stood it and needed to be HaKadosh Baruch himself. No angel would have been able to accomplish this. And that's why when HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself comes down to Mitzrayim and takes this this nation from within another nation and starts something fresh, renews them completely, recreates the world that really the world in its essence was all waiting, was totally the Gemara tells us until our Sina, until Matan Torah. That's why we say Yoim Hashishi. What's the Hashishi? It's the Hey Hayadiyah. It's talking about the sixth day of Sivan, which is the Matan Torah, that the whole world was Yoim Hashishi by Is that the completion of heaven and earth depended on Hey Sivan? Yeah, I'm sorry, Vav Sivan, Hashishi, the sixth day of Sivan, which is Matan Torah, so that, the, so that the exodus from Egypt was Mamish, the recreation of the world, or the solidification of that which had been created, but was Nitlava Aimed, was Tali, was waiting, waiting, waiting until Matan Torah so that it could become solidified. It was HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. And he broke nature and he rearranged everything and he made Nisim and the fly. So it was clear to everybody that there's Chidash Ha'ilah, Mamish, like it was in the beginning. Well, what did we say about the creation of the world? Tifera, something beautiful, something complete. We said it needs to be always an aspect of right? It needs to be the, the male aspect, the female aspect, the Bechina of Nisham, the Bechina of Gu. All of these different aspects coming together to enable something complete and something functional to manifest within our reality. So therefore, if that's what existed in the beginning of creation, and Yitzhiya Mitzrayim is a mini creation of the world or recreation, it's got to be what? It's got to be with Avon and Gevura. Same thing. Here we're mom is running out of time, so we're going to go very quickly. We already ran out of time. We already said that there's a fundamental distinction between the Ava and Yira, between the Chesed and Gvura, between the Tzimtzum and Espashtos of the creation of the world and the Tzimtzum and Espashtos of our world. Because before the creation of the world, the Ava and the Yira, the Bechina of the, of the R of the light and the Kli are boim ka'achas. They come as one. In our world, it has to be the water is separate and the cup is separate. It's got to be two separate things. And the Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was a Bechina of what? Was a Bechina of this world. It's after the world is already created. So there's got to be Ava and Gira. There's got to be Chesed and Gevura. But it has to be Bez Kalim. This time we need two Kalim. What in, a, what in a loftier spiritual world is one, when it comes down into the Olam Asiyah, it becomes many. And he gives a mashal. He says, Mamish like a person's thought. In my mind, the, the thoughts that I'm saying, that I'm articulating, that I'm speaking about, these ideas that I'm expressing are one. They're all completely nichlal into one thought into axiomatic principles that are that are flowing from a very deep place, but that's ultimately unified within my mind. But think about how much else has to be happening in order to communicate that to you. The, the act of communication is the act of din. That's why Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world with speech, because the creation of the world was founded on din. Ha-tevaz gematri elokim, vayoymer elikim, vayoymer elikim. Dibur is a bechin of din. That's why the Pasuk says, ugvurascha yidabeiru. Dibur is gevura. Why? Because kal, we don't have time to get into this now, but a different time, but kal, voice, is kalil everything. When a person says, ah... That voice could be made into any word in any language. It's completely all-inclusive. Dibur is mitzumtzam. Dibur is mitzamtzim. When a person says the word dibur, 
that call, that all-inclusive voice can no longer be made into any word because it's been chopped up. That's why the Hey Moitzayis HaPeh are connected to the five letters of Elohim. It's called Hey Dinim, Hey Gvuras. These Bechinas are connected to the five different areas of the mouth through which letters are produced. That's all Bechina Din. My hands need to be moving. They don't need to be. For me, they need to be. I can't talk if my hands aren't moving. You might have noticed, right? But hands need to be moving, right? All of these other aspects, which are Bechina Din, need to be in place in order for this aspect of of, of, in order for this aspect of thought, which is machshavu, which is echad, to express itself. So he says, period, we see The aspect of the spashtos is always, always, always what? Is always achtos, is always bound up, including everything. All of the all of the movements of my mouth that are enabling the thought to become expressed through my call and my dibor are nichlul in the machshava itself. It comes along. You understand? My mind and my mach- and my dibor are not two separate things. It's the same mind. Mind that's producing the thought that's going to be expressed, that's controlling the clay hadibur to bring that into expression. The higher level always includes the lower level, always. All lower levels are already included in the higher levels until the until you get to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who's 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 the Koylelam Yachad. We refer to him right in Indian Kippur Davening, the Koylelam Yachad, because he's the highest, so he's the most inclusive, and it's all included in the Aryan Sof. But the lower down you go, the more things come into multiplicity, and that's the Bechina of Din the Kalim that are bringing the R into existence. The right? So he says, The machshava is in my heart or it's in my mind and alone. Call itself as inclusive as it is, is not as inclusive as machshava. Machshava is sasam. Machshava is wrapped up into the letter yud of It's a little, it's the shorish, it's the little bubbling spring as it is in the place, the you know, the, the fountain before the stream, which is bina, carries that sphere of chachma, the machshava that's them in the yud into the hay and then from the hay to the vav and the vav down to the hay of malchus it's just the it's the, it's the source it's the essence it's the nikuda and there's the lungs that get involved to produce the voice and the breath that I need to take in, all the different aspects that go into the process of speech, which we shouldn't take for granted. And, I, you know, I, I try not to. It's an unbelievable thing. The fact that I'm able to speak to you is a, is a pella. It's a miracle, total nace. We get used to it. We talk all the time, right? It's an ace. So, so, but all of these different aspects that are in this process is din. Right? To take my, my memory or when I go to actually do what I'm talking about and when I'm talking about what I thought about, so then it becomes more and more period because Misa is lower down than, 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 than Dibur. And Dibur is lower down than Machshava. The Machshava includes the Dibur and the Misa. Dibur includes the Misa, but the Misa is the most Mufrad. The Misa is unbelievably in, in a place of Makom and in a place of Zman. Uh, Misa is very, very in the aspect of Din, the aspect of, uh, of disparity and multiplicity. Uba MSU says, however, and with this will come to an end. Thank you for sticking with me. I promise it'll be worth it. He says that Sadik, even when he's living in this world of Tachtoin, this world of multiplicity, this world where the water is in its own battle and the cup is in its own place, and I'm taking the water and pouring it into the cup, he sees Elikus. He sees the Olam Elyon. Because he sees that everything in this world is already nichlal into the Olam Elyon, and it's just the filtering of that godliness into such a place that we can perceive it, but it's all enoid mavadai. So this person views this world as ulili Olam Elyon, he says, right? And without, he realizes that without the upper world, the lower world is nothing. It's included, it's subsumed within that upper world. He realizes that if that if that machshava, so to speak, God's mind, right, before it comes down into the Dibur and the mice of actually creating the world as it exists, but if that would leave, if that would be removed, it would be that the whole world would disappear. The whole world would just, it wouldn't even disappear, it would just not be anymore. Epis Mukhla, not only the world, all existence, because it would be then subsumed back within a Kaddish Baruch who's ain't so. So it turns out that we're far more connected to the spiritual world than we like to than we like to think about. Right? So, yeah, um, 
In the same way that in that realm, in the Olam Elyon and it's all Achtos. In this realm, the Tzaddik sees everything as being Achtos also. He's able to perceive the Achtos as it exists of a Shorish of multiplicity, even in the realm of multiplicity, even in our world. We're just going to skip the brackets. I have to get to the end now. The Tzaddik doesn't look at the Kalim. He sees within the Kli, you understand? Within the cup, he sees cup and water. Within the water, he sees water and cup because he's already connected to the oil Elyon before it comes down. It's a muscle, right? For everything. If he sees a, a, a goof, he sees a goof and an ashama. He sees an ashama, he sees an ashama and a goof because he's looking at the shirish of everything as it exists in the Olam Elyon, which is Hakol Yachov, Hakolulam Yachad brings them all together. And with this aspect, I'm sorry, Raki Huba Bukhinas. Right. He's looking at the deeper with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world that included everything. And this is the Tzaddik's whole avoida. It's to unify the lower world and the upper world. It's to is to turn this world into a vessel for that achtos of Elokos, to look for peace, to look for oneness, to find Hashem's yichud within the multiplicity of this world and to see his presence wherever he looks and the good things and the bad things and the past and the future and this place and another place. It's all achtos, all enoid movada. Tzagadosh Baruch was carrying me the whole time, mamish the whole time. Shasham kol achtos pashat, that's the Indian of the tzaddik and this will come in for an end. Listen to this. It's a pella half lib, mamish half of a fella. It would be enough without the remez of seeing how we can read this into Pesukim. It would be enough to think about for a thousand years. It's the deepest piece of Torah in the world, right? But look how he puts it into the Pesukim. It's unbelievable. It's mamish unbelievable. So the Torah didn't stand, come to tell us as a, like a cautionary nakuda, like, hey, you know, Moshe made a mistake and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do what he was supposed to do. He got punished for this, by the way. He wasn't so simple. God wasn't so happy with him, right? In Parshas Ve'era, right? It wasn't so simple. But the Torah came to teach us something so deep. The Torah tried to come and teach us and tell us something so beautiful that Moshe Rabbeinu did, because why didn't he want to go? Listen to this. Moshe Rabbeinu's essence was the Veda of Ava. Why was his name Moshe? We learned this also in the beginning of the parasha. Moshe is brought out from Mayim. What did we say about Mayim? Mayim is always flowing downward. What's downward is Bechina Chesed, as opposed to Esh that's going upward, is the beard that flows downward. Mayim is Moshe, Moshe is Chesed, Mayim is Chesed, Moshe is Kol Kulei Chesed, and Bechina is Ava V'tainug. Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to the Bechina of Ava. V'zeshikasav, so he says, because I'm the Midah of Ava, and the Midah of Ava is the Bechina of Kol, is the all-inclusive, Akol Yachav, Akol Yachav, the upper realm, where there's no Gli and Ar, it's all Ar and Keli, it's Keli and Ar, Mamish in its own place, where everything is wrapped up into the Ava, says Moshe, I'm a Kfad Peh. I can't speak. Why couldn't he speak? Stami was a he was a mute. The Bechina of Dibur is the Bechina of Din. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm connected to the Midah of Mayim. Men Amayim is Yisuyu. With the Bechina of Chesed. So says Moshe, I'm a Kfad Peh. I have no connection to Dibur. I have no connection to Ischalkus. I have no connection to Tzimtzum, to Din, to specificity, to, multipl- to multiplicity, to disparity, to separateness. Like we says, let's Samtzim HaKol. B'Mivta. K'day Lachtecha Dibur. We already described this, how the Peh and the mouth goes ahead and takes the Chesed process of breath that we're breathing in and the voice that we're producing and splits it up in a very very din sort of way I'm connected to the Elyon. I don't understand this that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to take us out of Mitzrayim with the two vessels of Chesed and Gvura. All I am is Chesed. All I am is Adekus. It's Hashpa. That Hashpa in and of itself includes the din. And the din includes the Hashpa. It's all Chesed. It's all in and of it. So I'm a Kvad Peh. But because this was taking place in the Olam HaSiyah, it had to be both. It had to be Ava and it had to be Yira. It had to be Chesed and it had to be Gvura. Alkin Amalei Hashem Izbarach says the master of the world, Halei Aronachicha Halevi. 
Aaron Achicha, who's of the Bechina of Levi, that Levi is the Bechina of Shira, of Rina, of song, which is the aspect of Din. The Pasuk says, Aaron HaLevi will be your mouth, which means that Aaron will be mashlim, the Bechina of of din that you have no connection with. That Moshe is chesed. And Moshe says, Kfad can't speak. I can't take them out of Mitzrayim the way that you want to recreate the world because I'm connected to the Bechina of chesed and Gvur together wrapped up. It says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Aaron is the Levi. He's the Bechina of Gvur. He's going to be Aaron At that time, it wasn't simply that Aaron HaKoyin came from Levi. We learned that really Moshe was supposed to be the Koyin and, and Aaron was supposed to be the Levi. But Moshe was punished either because of Lamari Isar, because he didn't want to go and redeem Am Yisrael in one source, or because of the Maisa with the, the Maisa with hitting the rock. But Al Kapani, he lost that and it went to Aaron instead. But at this stage, Aaron is Mamish the Levi. Aaron is, even though he was a Kayan, but Aaron in this stage is, is, is the Bechin of Levi clapping Moshe, is the Bechin of Kayan, the Bechin of Chesed. And here we come to the end. Why did they meet on the mountain of God? What does this mean? They met on God's mountain. Aaron and Moshe. Now we understand what's Moshe. Now we understand what's Aaron. What does it mean that they get together? Where are they getting together? Har hu ava. The word har is the bechina of ava, of chesed. How do we know? Because Avram Avinu ka Avram shenikre har. Because Avram Avinu is connected to the concept of har. He's the one that called, that called, uh, that called har abayis, har habayis. Avram kari har, Yitzchak kari sada, Yaakov kari bayis. Avram is the bechina of har. harim. What does Chazal say? harim It's talking about the others. Specifically Avram Avinu. The, Avram Avinu is av is the Av, right? Is connected to the Bechina of Har. Elikim is Bechina's Din. And Elikim is the Mida of Din. It's Gematre Hateva, is the Levi. And so, where do Aaron and, and Moshe meet? That Moshe is the Bechina of Chesed and Aaron is the Bechina of Din, that together they're going to bring about the Geula from Mitzrayim, the recreation of the world under Zman and Makom in the Olam Asiyah. They got to meet the Har Elohim because Har is Chesed and Elohim is Gvura. And that's where these two brothers, Aaron and Moshe, Moshe and Aaron, Chesed and Gvura, Din and and and, and unbelievable Espashtas, the Bechina of Ar and Kaili need to meet on the Har Elohim. When they get to this place of Har Elohim, it's Moshe and Aaron together, and then they're able to kiss, which the Zara Kodesh says, is is an exchange of spirits, bringing them back into the Olam Elyon that existed before the creation of the world of the Bechina of Keser, where it was the Tzimtzum that was itself the Ava, where it was the Ava that was itself the Tzimtzum. In this moment of these two brothers kissing, Moshe and Aaron, Mama standing on the Har Elohim, was a recreation of that initial creative Tzimtzum that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, brought into the world through this aspect of his futuristic look on Am Yisrael with a spashness of love, but with such a tzimtzum. This is Moshe Ba'aren Da'inush and Nasu Shneim Achtos Pashut, that in that moment it all became one and they brought all of creation back into the upper realm, which included everything else. Baruch Hashem L'Olam Amin Va'amin. What a privilege to be able to learn Torah like this. It's just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, the heart can't, the heart can't express what a privilege and an honor it is to learn Torah like this on this level. The giluyim of the magid. I mean, every word is is so deep. It's so deep, and we have to give this to our children. We cannot deprive them. There's something happening. It's spiritual abuse. There's no other word for it. We're we're depriving our children of their their mamish, their inheritance that's being given to them, mamish gifted to them. We have to we have to let them know, you know. We have to deliver the Torah in so deep a way, on so deep a, a level. This I want to. Thank each and every one of you for joining. I apologize for going over time. 